Europe is no longer the queen of the continents. The geopolitical muscle is shifting towards East Asia, while the Pax Americana works trying to project the end of history in a global leviathan. Notwithstanding, the old continent is still being the major economic cluster in the world, in an ongoing unifying Kantian dream under the umbrella of NATO. What can we expect from Europe for the next years? Join us to analyze, to understand, to doubt the commentator. ready to start the discussion on some important topic as it was introduced in the introduction. We're going to talk about Europe. We're going to talk about how Europe is changing and if Europe could turn into a battlefield between America and Asia or if Europe is going to be something different. What do you think about that? What are your thoughts on that topic, my friend Oscar, our guest today? Europe is in a difficult position between two great geopolitical powers that are the US on the one hand and on the other uh, China. And my bet today is that in the next, let's say, 20 years, um, we will see a rise in India, a top US, and perhaps Europe could be the, in the third position. If obtain, if achieve some kind of a European a state. So, so, so. If I don't understand you wrongly, you're saying Europe is going to be in the middle of two big powers like China and the United States. Right. And flexibility to adapt itself to different sides of the controllers of the world. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, more or less. And the, the scenario could be something like two major powers in the West, the US and Europe, joined by both by NATO and in the East, uh, we will have perhaps a rise in India and uh, well, an already uh, strong China, but perhaps even more. So two major players in the West and two major players in the East. So, yeah, you're talking about India. India is a country nobody's talking about, and I think it's a country um, getting bigger and bigger and bigger and stronger and more powerful. I don't know. Could India 
be ahead of, for example, China? Could India be the first, uh, I don't know, big power in Asia, for example? And could be the agent fighting against um, United States instead of China or Russia? Well, uh, hard to say. Yeah, good question. It's a hard question. It's a good question. And uh, if I to try to to answer that question, perhaps we 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 have to analyze uh, analyze it in in two major concepts or notions. One is the military power, and another is economic the economic one. Because what happens with um, with China is that we see a very strong country in terms in economic terms, but military is not today. And uh, is by the way uh, the other way around with, with Russia. We see a, a very strong uh, country military, but is not economically. I, I I saw um, a few hours ago uh, a chart, and the, the the economy of Russia is pretty similar to to the economy of Spain. So you can you can understand what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're talking in a monetary way, in an economical way, uh, I think the economy of Russia is worse than the one of Italy, and I think it's almost the same. Yeah, it's very similar Spain. to Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the problem is, uh, well, it's not, I don't know if it's a problem or not. The thing is, uh, Russia is spending all mostly of the money they get in from taxes and whatever on military things like bombs, nuclear bombs, uh, tanks, yeah, well. uh, I was in the helicopters, uh, soldiers, arms, weapons, and all of that. That's yeah. why you're saying. Uh, China is not a big uh, military power, but it's uh, maybe the most important economic force in the world. I think nowadays China could be the the most important economic agent in the world. I don't know if you uh, I don't know if you agree or not. Mm, not exactly. Uh, today, in military and economic terms, the U.S. is the, is the the top country by far. Uh, military by far and economical too i think uh, in terms of economic share is something like the us 24% and china is rising but is still uh, obtaining something like 14 points so there is a huge gap but is the second and the point is that uh, 20 years ago china was nothing was a little player yeah, but not too long ago. Yeah, you say 20 or 30 years ago on the, yeah. on the economic field. Like maybe 40 years ago, China was nothing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think now mm, the future is not, is not very, well, very optimistic for, for Japan because it has a lot of debt and, well, uh, it's difficult to, to analyze, but 
uh, perhaps is some is happening some similar with with India. Nowadays, India is uh, growing a lot and resembles resembles very much like like China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I, I heard like India they they had a an army of five million people. That sounds crazy. They could destroy all the world, but maybe they don't have the power Russia has, like with 5,000 nuclear bombs or the United States. I, I think the United States is spending 10 times more money yeah. than uh, China and Russia together on military things. That's crazy. Yeah, more than the five next spending or something like that is is a huge huge gap yeah it sounds crazy i mean but why are they spending that much money what do you think they're trying to defend themselves they're trying to intimidate other countries uh i don't know what do you think well it's the global leviathan bread man is it what the bread of the global leviathan ah well yeah it could be could be I think the U.S. is trying to to maintain the world order that uh, rise after the Second World War, and uh, uh, well, is trying to to maintain it through military spending and through alliances. In Europe, uh, we can see, for example, NATO, and but also it has a lot. Uh, of alliances in Asia, well, all over the world. NATO is perhaps the the more uh, famous alliance, but uh, the US has a, a um, very solid uh, diplomacy. What what the 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 so called um, soft power? Is not so soft, perhaps. I think today they have everything. I mean, they control everything nowadays but from today um no from well after maybe 25 years i don't think united states is going to be the the ruler of the world i think it's going to happen something like with great britain or something like that they were the first power but after that with the united states they were moved to the 10th power, maybe. And nowadays we have the United States and Great Britain, maybe some top five or top 10 of the most powerful countries. So maybe in 20, 25 years, we can get China and India in the top two and yeah. the United States maybe relegated to the nation or something like that. Well, no, I don't agree. I think because I think the, the, the US um, has a very strong uh, notion of uh, how to build power because in the US you have the basis of power that, that is knowledge you have the best universities the best uh, spending in, in research and all that things uh, and you don't see that kind of things at least at a, that level in the in India or in in China. Yeah, you know something that is kind of interesting about the United States. China, for example, they are trying to control the world 
but they are like imitating some of the ways the United States are um, developing, like uh, making business. Making business is a United yeah. States thing. It's like business market and all of that. The way of doing that kind of things is just Amer the American way. And China is like uh, making a copy of that uh, and trying yeah. to put it back with Chinese characters. And that's all. They are not trying to um, share their, their culture. They are not trying to do something different. Like they are like, okay, market, business, and that's all. We speak Chinese, but it's the same. Just getting money, making business. Yeah. Yeah, we see something similar with... Well, uh, it's a shared phenomena in, for Asia. Uh, well, here we have to talk a bit about history. Because uh, what we see is that in Asia, in China, what is now China, Japan, and all that places, well, at, um, in the 19th century, what we see is that very few development in terms of industry and uh, well, science and uh, modern technology, and but the penetration of the of the West with the Europeans and then the US. What we see is a kind of um, compelling to to develop to develop um, all that kind all that structure, all that in, industrial structure, but in a few in a in a relatively uh, short time. So what we see, for, for example, in Japan is from the um, 1850s, uh, a lot of development in terms of industry and 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 all that stuff this, that is typically from from the West, but they try to, to transform it. And well, make it something more Japanese, but it's something similar to, to China. China is trying to to well to get the results of the industrial revolution, but with with China's Chinese character. And China grow a lot, grow a lot from the 1980s or something like that. Before China, before that, China was a a very poor country indeed. Yeah, and quite decentralized. That's true. Well, they had this guy, Mao. He was the, yeah. uh, I don't know, the president, the dictator, or dictator, what you want. Dictator, better. Yeah, you could say that. Okay, that's fine. Don't get me wrong. I didn't say that. <laughs> so the thing of China is true, and they are trying to sell us. They want to get uh, the maximum, the peak of their power in the year of the, when they have, like, when they're going to, when they're going to turn 100 years like a solid nation in the 2049 or something like that. They say, we want to be 100 years old being the most powerful country in the world. I don't know if they're going to get that, but well, we'll see. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think so. And the I thing think... is, as you said, they're like copying all the structures of the West because they work. And we have the proof that they work. I mean, United States 
has made itself a rich country. Why? Making business and killing people as well in some places, but well, mostly, mostly strong words. Without getting into trouble with U.S. government, mostly they were doing business and getting money from everything. So nowadays, I was talking to a friend about this the other day. Uh, even almost even the air you are breathing, you have to pay to the United States. You have to pay for everything for the United States. You go to the supermarket, you buy something, and you think, oh, it was made in, I don't know, Malaga. But after that, you read a little bit, and the company who's the owner of the other company is from the United States. So they have a, a big business. They have a big network. It's, and I think it's kind of difficult to get that. Yeah, no, I think if I if I had to make a bet, I would say that at least from 20 years from from now, the US is going to be the 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 hegemon of the of the world, without doubt. But then we have a rise in India, we have a rise in China and the topic, the specific topic of today, that is Europe, that I think, because Europe, together, if you, if you pick up country by, by, uh, country, by country of Europe, uh, let's say Europe as, as a region, not as uh, legally, in legal terms. Yeah, you mean like Europe as in a United States way, like different yeah, states exactly. but together like yeah. forming one big state yeah, yeah yeah exactly if you pick up country by country euro is the major economic cluster in the world even more than than the us but the point is that in europe you don't have that kind of state that you have in the us or in china and for example if you get the not just europe but if you get great britain as well together with Europe, is even bigger, the force, economically, yeah. I mean. Yeah, um, well, money is power. So, uh, yeah, nowadays. Europe is, can be a great uh, geopolitical power, but uh, I think nowadays uh, Europe is, is playing a minimal role under the umbrella of the US and, and get rid of problems with U.S. help and nothing, nothing more. So we, we could say we are in a depressing moment or a decadent moment for Europe culture and Europe, European countries. Do you think that as well? Well, it's not the best moment of, the, of Europe. Is that, uh, like, you, like you said uh, a couple of seconds ago, Uh, of uh, the US. Now, we are living in the American dream, even today. Yeah, totally, yeah. And uh, I think for the next years, it's going to remain the reality. Um, I think it's a possibility that, that Europe and the US perhaps uh, start playing, uh, uh, start to play a uh, um, perhaps a, 
a more close relation between them and and the same between Russia and China but well today there is a a, a huge difference between the American way and the European way if is a if there is a, a European way yeah i think the main problem the main issue of european countries is they don't want to get together they want to do i think in europe they, we have this kind of problem we try to split from each other like for example you you can have a look at spain you can have a look at united kingdom even italy france or even the the ancient yugoslavia We are yeah. trying to split everything because we have this in our mind. We are different from the others, and that's true. I mean, but we don't like like centralized states. I think the only example could be France, and they have a lot of problems. So maybe we cannot get it together, and we cannot get into business together because we are with this kind of things. No, I'm from Serbia. I'm not from Kosovo. I'm from Wales, I'm from England, I'm from Scotland, I'm not from Ireland. I'm from uh, Toulouse, I'm not from Paris. I'm from, I don't know, Florence, I'm not from Milano, things like that. I think that could be uh, a problem. And we have another thing, I think is the main difference between Europe and the United States. We don't have that practical feeling or that practical pretensions the Americans have. I'm not saying the Americans are stupid, they are not. If, if they were, they wouldn't be where they are. But they are more focused on the practical side of things. They don't worry about yeah. things like we do, like uh, this uh, law has to be written this way, with, in these languages, and blah, 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 blah. They say, we need this law, we're going to get the law done and that's all we don't need anything else it's the practical side i think that could be positive and sometimes it couldn't be yeah well at certain level the us is the son of europe especially the the um, the son of of england we see uh, even today uh, a a very tight relation between between england well the UK and the US and the both very practical and empirical ways to to understand the world and and behave um yeah i think the turning point in all this is the second world war because until that moment well europe uh, remained the the queen of the world uh, but after that moment the US ruled without doubt and yeah i think that that kind of pragmatism is is at least a component of the uh, of the american success yeah and the thing is in the second world war we destroyed europe but it wasn't americans fault it was our fault because we destroyed each other By Euro was the battlefield. It's kind of, I don't, I'm not gonna say funny. It's kind of, I think the depressed. I think the depressing is 
a better world for this. It's kind of depressing how we were fighting in Europe and how uh, we turned Europe into a battlefield for different forces. Like we are turning it uh, into a battlefield now with this thing of Ukraine. I mean, uh, Russia is not part of Europe. Well, kind of, a little bit. United States is not part of Europe. But the war is uh, having place in Europe, in Ukraine. So it's for these hundred years until now is like that all the time. Like Europe is not the problem, but everything happens in a European ground because of two big powers we have on the sides, United States and Russia. So, well, and before it was our fault, that's true. I think, I think the the what happens with Europe is very similar with what happened with with the Greek world. When we when we talk about Greece, the ancient Greece, what we mean is well, a very similar um, framework with Europe. A lot of cities that speak the same, more or less, that live very closely that have a kind of common culture and all that all that things but they don't agree in a common state a common way to 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 manage these their affairs and well it's very similar with europe you see a lot of competence but well i have to say that even if it's true that well the us way is super successful in terms of make a, a state uh, plenty of difference uh, with the differences and all that things. Well, the Europe model was very successful for a lot of years from what well, from let's say 15, 1500 to, to 20 to the 20th century uh, Europe ruled the, the, the world. Uh, but, what happens is now we see a, a very strong U.S. that take the, the 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 duty or well the the responsible to to manage the war. Yeah, they are like the oh I uh, no I they are like the the followers of Europe is like. Europe was colonizing all of the world in different ways. I don't say that it's good or bad, but it's how it was. And the, I think the, the most important thing for Europe, well, for Europe, they were different countries. They, I don't think they thought as they thought about themselves as Europe until maybe 19th century or 20th century. I, I'm not sure about that, but they had this uh, kind of organization. They, don't, they didn't have in other places like, for example, India wasn't a country until it was invaded by Great Britain and they got uh, independence. It was kind of different regions with different things and they were doing what they like, believing what they like and all of that. But we have Europe 
in 16th century, 17th century, and things and well and so on, we have uh, countries, not very big, but we have countries organized with a kind of same way of thinking for all of the people and a same way of behaving. So I think this kind of organization could lead to a major control of the world. I don't know if you think the same or not. Yeah, I, I still believe in Europe in terms of of culture because Europe is still being one of the main uh, producers of knowledge in the world. You have a lot of universities here, you have uh, people, you have resources, but I don't know what I, I think that in Europe, um, if Europe want to play a major role in the future, I think that has to bet to gamble for a kind of state, United States of Europe, perhaps without the UK, but separate, I think we are nothing in comparison, well, nothing. We are something, something in comparison with China and with India, but I think the future is going to be difficult uh, to manage for Europe if uh, it don't try something like a state. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, the three, the four big powers, you just said, India, China, Russia, United States, they are huge. They are enormous places. They are like continents. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure if the United States is bigger than uh, Europe, but of course, yeah, it's, bigger, bigger. it's bigger. So United States is bigger. Uh, China, needless to say, uh, Russia, yeah. well, I don't have to say anything about Russia. I think it's the biggest country in the world. Yeah. And we have India. India, maybe it's bigger than Europe as well. I think it could be bigger. Yeah, it's roughly the same. Yeah, so you are uh, competing with huge countries, with a lot of people, even if they don't do things well, if they have a common state and common laws and all of that, they could be, they have a lot of chances to be better than you. They have a lot of chances to be uh, making much more money than you because they are too many and they are working and they are doing things. If we are, how, how many people are there in Europe? Maybe five or six hundred million. No, not even that. Yeah, I think something like that. Yeah. Five hundred yeah. million. Hmm. So you have China. China is about 1.2 billion people yeah. or even more. Yeah. India yeah. is about the same. United States is almost 400 million. Russia yeah. is not too big. I mean, uh, if we no, talk Russia about population, I think it's not even 200 million, but yeah. So if we are split, separated, we have Spain, 45 millions. Okay. What is for 45 millions for China? It's like a small region. Maybe the smallest region of China is bigger than, I don't know, much bigger than Madrid, for example, or is bigger than half of Spain. If you compare 45 millions of Spain with 
India, you get nothing. If you compare 45 millions of Spain with the United States, you get nothing. So it's like numbers are important. Yeah, absolutely. And um, well, the point I think, I think I see here a kind of adaptive strategy because it's not totally normal. Um, the demographics of China and India are, are, I don't know, out of the box, are totally different from the rest of countries, much more than, than their neighbors, too, are huge countries in terms of demographics. But I think uh, the US and Europe, well, they are playing a, a more technological strategy. I have, I can have less population, but I invest more money in in technology and you know technology is power power weapons and i can balance i have a a, a more maybe a, a more balance uh, between demographics and and economy yeah 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 but you need people anyway i mean if you don't have yeah. people to work with the machines you are lost you cannot do anything but of course, you, want, you, you cannot rule the world with just having 2 billion people in your country. You need much more things like technology, as you say. You need to have economic power and all of that. That's, that's true. So if Europe wants to be something, and if we don't want to be erased from the map, from history, so your solution is trying to get together and form like a super state, like the European Union uh, importing the United States model of different states, but working for just one state. That could be your solution. Yeah, I think. Well, could be a, you're trying to solve the problem. Yeah, I think could be a, a solution. And well, yeah, because today uh, we are in the times of superpowers that control a lot of space, resources, and things like that. And if you want to to play a role, I think the state, something like a state, is 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 the best solution. It's something that is going on today. We see well, law by law. Uh, the European Leviathan is is growing, even with the Brexit and that things. But we see uh, uh, the construction of the in a, in a relative, relatively few time, uh, short time, uh, the the state of of Europe is a possibility, and I think that the reverse uh, option, a kind of again uh, small states separated is no longer an option if you want to to play a role in in, in the world today yeah that's that's completely true i i think i agree with that i don't want to say no i i agree with that you're a good guy yeah yeah try to be think i, I was thinking now while, while you were talking about like what if all the countries get together 
and try to create a huge state. I think we are not going to develop in the same way than if we have different big states because we will lose uh, the, a really important thing when you're talking about developing things. What, what the, the, the thing is uh, competence. I mean, if we weren't in the Cold War, like with the United States and the Soviets, like, well, some years ago, more than 20, more than 30, more than 40, mm. so, uh, maybe no, we I'm didn't not. have the, the developments we have today, like radio, internet, TV, uh, different programs to navigate, like GPS uh, and all of that things. I mean, competence, I think, could be the base or part of the base, the basis for for developing and for trying to uh, go farther and be on top of the world. So in that case, if we get together and form a huge state, a big state, like in a cosmopolitan way, that thing, uh, I think we will we will lose that, and we would we wouldn't be uh, developing in the same way. Mm. I don't think if I catch you, you are talking about some of yeah. You catch me. You catch me. about competition. Yeah, about yeah competition. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Uh... Yeah, it's an interesting point. Yeah, because is that. Is what I try to 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 say before. Uh, in some in some way, the the well the 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 power of Europe uh, was built upon a very strong, uh, very disputed territory, very sense of of competition among nations, and if you if you create uh, an order uh, that eliminates that competition. Well, that, yeah, that could uh, that could diminish the level of, of that level of good competition. Let's say that result in more technology, culture, and uh, well, that kind of push, human push in the in the human endeavor. Yeah, but. Uh, well, I think I see challenges uh, challenges enough for Europe in order to uh, maintain that level of competition outside with other countries and with this with this uh, but within a new a new state together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. For example, when you were talking about this, I was thinking about Newton and Leibniz with the infinitesimal way of calculating. Calculus. I mean, yeah, calculus. I mean, if they didn't have like a competition between countries and between both of them, maybe none of them could develop the infinitesimal or infinite, I don't know the name, calculus. Or like when I'm thinking about writers, well, in this case, I, I think I think they develop um, alone by themselves. So, in this case, well, could be could be could be possible. But yeah, and, and yeah. Now, now that you say, uh, when we talk about 
philosophers, for example, you have Hume. Yes, let's say Hume. I don't know. Which one would you like? Hume? Yeah, Hume is... is choose cool. one. Hume. Okay, that's, that's fine. Go ahead. So we choose Hume. And we have that kind of person who wants to be better than the ones before him. Like Descartes, yeah. Spinoza, Plato, Aristotle, and all of them. And the scholastics as well. So he decided, all right, I'm reading your things. I don't like them. I want to be better than you. So I'm going to attack the field, well, the grounds of all of your theories. And I'm going to build up a new one because I'm better than you. And I want history to remember me like the best one. So I think in philosophy, we have that kind of thing as well. Like Aristotle wants to be better than Plato. Descartes wants to be better than the than uh, Aquinas. Hume wants to be better than Descartes. Kant wants to be better than everyone. Uh, he still is, I think. Uh, Nietzsche wants to be better than Christianity, for example. Hegel wants to be better than even God. Well, I think it's a good example for that. A competence and competition and ambition played a major role in culture. That's absolutely... That's the ABC of whatever moment in history. And you see again this in, with the Greeks, a lot of competition. Well, when we talk about the, the ancient Greeks, perhaps we think in some kind of, of happy union or totally different. They, they were fighting each other all the time, except uh, in, in times of, of games and special moments where they, uh, they stop, but they fight a lot between them. And we see this, uh, this framework again in Europe, And, well, I think you see something like this, similar but not same with the states of the United States, a lot of, of competition. And I think this is something that lacks the, the Asiatic world, perhaps. Because, for example, in what we see in China is a lot of isolation. If you, if you listen to history, you, you hear about a kind of isolation, maybe uh, helped by a difficult geography. We have the Himalaya, we have the steppes, we have, well, a difficult geography that uh, isolates China and, and in Japan too. And if you see the results of this isolation, it's, um, it's very bad for culture and for power, because what we see is that um, uh, this kind of isolation perhaps leads to, well, a general happiness, but the development in terms of technology and in terms of, of innovation is much, in, is much, uh, much more worse. And what we see is that a small, tiny pot is part in 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 uh, in the world where is Europe um, was able to control huge amounts of territory and even control 
parts of, of China and, and Japan and start, and start wars. Yeah, and India. Like, Africa, yeah. India, America. Yeah. I think Europeans, they could be more used to fighting than people in other places because we were fighting. We have been fighting for all of our history and I think we're going to still fighting. Well, we, we are, we're still doing it. That's true. And the, the thing about the Greeks, if we can call them Greeks, the ancient Greeks, because they were different uh, state series and all of that. Well, you know that thing. And yeah. uh, they were fighting all of the time. But when they have to get together to fight a, a other enemy, like the, the people from, from the, uh, the, the actual Iran, the Persians, you say, you know, the, the Persians. Yeah. They get together and they go there and they fight and they were like kind of brothers, something like that. But when they came back, they will fight, they again. fight again. Yeah, that's... Yeah. But they have their spirit. And in the United States, you can see that. They have like this kind of competition between the states. I mean, I'm from California. This is sunny. You're from New York. You have a lot of rain in winter and a lot of snow. Mm -hmm. That's crap. Yeah. And you speak very weirdly. I speak better because I'm from California. I'm from Texas. I don't like black people. And you are from, I don't know, Washington, and you have too many black people there. All right. But when they have to get together, they get together. But in Europe, that's weird. Yeah, it's a very different story. And, but, well, I think it can work. Because now it's very clear. In Europe, we are building something like the US and I think the engine of this can be France. France is a country that loves this idea of uh, unifying Europe. We can mention here Napoleon. That, that idea of, of unified Europe is a Napoleonic idea too. Yeah, it could be. Uh, I think Leibniz said something about it as well. Like Yeah, a lot of people. But yeah, but Maybe the one who tried uh, with more, well, who tried stronger and more times was uh, Napoleon. Yeah, that could be. So now we, we are here. We just, we've been talking for a while. I think could be time to, to end this up. So Oscar, it was a pleasure to have you here as always. You know That's that? Me. So if you want to say something just to close it, you want to get to a conclusion and share it with the spectators. If they want to hear you, maybe they don't. <laughs> yeah, they, they won't. Well, I would say that for the next 20 years, my bet is we will see a strong U.S. in the first place among nations projecting its culture, its military power, perhaps, perhaps uh, starting the space race. And I, I think we will see uh, um, unified Europe in second place, very close to to US and playing together. And then we will see, this is my bet, a very interesting dispute for the third position 
among China and India, because China uh, grew a lot, and India is is growing a lot too, is rising now, and I think India is going to replace Japan that nowadays um, occupies the fourth position, more or less, and I think we will see an India replacing Japan and fighting for the third position with with China. We, we will see a very interesting place. So for that moment, we will get together here again in 20 years and we will discuss about it. Yeah. If we're still alive, if we don't have any nuclear bomb killing everyone. I hope not. Uh, well, look for that commentator. This was the first episode of The Commentator with our friend Oscar. And I hope you enjoy it as much as we did. And we will... Uh, no, we will know. You will see us and you will hear us. Maybe next week. Maybe not. Maybe in two weeks. Maybe in one month. But you will hear us at some point. So thanks everyone for being uh, listening and watching us. And thanks Oscar as well for it. Uh, sharing his wisdom uh, as usual. Thanks for Thanks having everyone. me. Thanks, everyone. Stay healthy.